Our New Testament passage is a verse you've already heard alluded to. Uh, We're going to be reading James chapter 1, verse 17 this morning. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I've always loved the Natchez Trace. Now, we were talking about in the Sunday school this morning, my heavy foot has not loved the Trace as much as my soul loves the trace. I, 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 do, I, I, love, I just love the trace. The trace has always been a, a special place to me. Growing up, um, once a year, Labor Day weekend, we would go see my daddy's family up at Aberdeen. And I don't know if you're aware, there's no, you cannot get to Aberdeen, Mississippi, from Bogachita, Mississippi. You just can't get there. You, you just can't, it's not possible. It is literally not possible. So my dad, being the truck driver that he is, he'd get the map out. And of course, what we would do is we would take the trace. Every year, we'd take the trace. Now, this is so long ago, this is back before the trace was finished. You know, it used to stop right over there back in the olden days. You know, so we would, we would, get, up, we'd, we would get here and take the trace. And, of course, Daddy being a truck driver, he liked to be on the road when nobody else was on the road. So that meant we had to leave at 4 in the morning. So we would leave at 4 or 5 in the morning every Labor Day weekend to drive to Aberdeen and take the trace. And it was shockingly, I was not really awake at five in the morning when we'd leave. So I was usually kind of snoozing and my parents, I did not get my lead foot from my parents. So they would drive real slow. And we seemed to always, every year, it seemed like we were always getting on the trace right around sunrise. And I love, y'all, I love the reservoir at sunrise, right along the trace. Just, just love it. You know, you know that big, that big, that big tree there in the, in the, in the, in the turn there, with the big root system. Always makes me think of the psalm, like a tree planted by streams of water. I just, I loved, I loved kind of waking up, just in time to kind of see the sun, coming up over the trace. Just, just good stuff. And then we'd drive north, and had nothing to do up there. We'd stop at Jeff Busby. They used to have a little, little, little trace station there, and you could get. Jimmy Dean's sausage and biscuits and put them in their microwave and microwave. And I thought I was the Lord of all of creation. You know, it just was as good as life could possibly get. I got to see the sun rise over the trace and eat a warmed up sausage and biscuit. What more can a man ask for in life? Even now, I love one of my favorite spots in all the world is River Bend Park. 30 minutes up the road of the trace. You've been to Riverbend. River Bend. It's right this little pull off on the trace where the pearl bends coming towards Jackson. I love, I love it. That is my, that's one of my Sabbath places. That's when it gets a little bit too much. Life's a little bit too heavy. And I'm a little bit too tired and grumpy. I'll take my thermos and my coffee and my Bible or a good book. And there's these picnic tables right to the north of the park, and I'll take my coffee and my book, and I'll just, I just love the trace. I, 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 I just love it. It's just something about it. A couple years back during the teeth of COVID, when we all lost our daggum minds, and I was, I, I, just, I just had to get, I had to turn my brain off. So I went and drove the trace 
from Nashville all the way to Natchez. And y'all, I stopped at every little stop and read every little sign and took every little, I nerded out. It was the best. My family would have got rid of me if they'd have went with me. I I lived in the midst of my nerddom and I read about the Choctaw boundaries and the witches dance. No, it was great, good stuff. Still got the picture. I got my picture on my phone if you want to see. Find me after service. I'll walk you through it. It was good stuff. So love the trace. It's just, it, it gives me joy. It just, it just gives me joy. Y'all, there are things, there are things in life, there are things at life that give us joy. We always think of creation, creation primarily being one of them. We think of, think of creation, you know, and we can see God's glory and God's beauty in creation. That's what the psalmist tell us, that we can see God's glory and God's beauty. I, I knew a lot of men grew up in Bogachetta who claimed to do a lot of worship in deer stands. Now, I don't know. But they claim to worship God a lot in a deer stand. We'll see. But, you know, you do see creation. You, you see God's glory there. I, I find God's glory. I find beauty in music. I love not only hearing my kids play music, but I love just concerts and, 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 and the choir and, and, our, and our musicians. I, I, I feel and I sense God's goodness in that. One of the greatest joys in my life that I love with every fiber of my being is Sunday morning when the kids come down for the children's moments. And it's not the children that gives me joy. It's the look of sheer terror on the parents' faces. That's what gives me joy. It's just to see the sheer terror in your faces and think, am I going to have to change churches now? I, I just, that just fills my heart with such joy because I've been there and I love it. Y'all, life is full of joy. Life. It's full of beauty. It abounds. And that's why I love, I love today's passage. One of my favorite passages in all the Bible from James. You know, we're in this little short two-week sermon series about blessings. Last week, we talked about the blessings of suffering and how if we allow our sufferings can draw us closer to God. But today, we're talking about the blessings of victories. The blessings of the good things and how these good things, they draw us closer to God. How God is seeking us in all of our life, y'all. In all of our life, God is seeking. There's not a moment that we live, not a moment we breathe that God is not seeking us. I used to, I used to think this. That I had to spend my life, I, I, I used to think it was me that I was holding on so tightly to Jesus. That I was, I, was, I was clinging on to Jesus with every fiber of my being. That I was the one holding on. But y'all, as I've lived and gotten older, I've come to realize it isn't so much that I'm the one holding on to Jesus. But it's that Jesus is the one holding on to me. Y'all, the Bible teaches us, we, we've had a great time on Wednesday Night Live. Well, I've had a great time because I've been talking. I don't know if the, I don't know if the Bible study folks have enjoyed it, but I've enjoyed it because I get to talk every month, every Wednesday. It's good. T- I love to talk, Tim. Amen? I don't know if I'm any good at it. I don't know if I'm any good at it, but I sure like doing it. Um, but we've been spending our Wednesday nights looking at the covenants of Scripture and how when you read the Bible, you see this beautiful picture. The Bible has a specific purpose, and that's to tell us. Genesis 1 and 2, 
are about the creation of humanity, where we came from, our creation. Genesis 3 is about the fall of humanity, how everything went wrong. And then everything from Genesis 4 to the end of the Bible is about God's plan of redemption for humanity through covenant. All the rest of the Bible is about how God, through his grace, is going to save us. And so that bleeds into this concept today of grace. One of the beauties of our United Methodist theology, one of the beauties of our Wesleyan theology is this concept of grace. You've heard me say grace so many times, you're probably sick of hearing it. But one of the beauties of what we believe is the fact that our salvation, our life, our faith is not so much about us making God love us, but every step of our salvation is about God's grace upon us. And that our life is not so much about me making God love me, but our life is about me responding to God's love. For my provenient grace, where God reaches out and pulls us to himself. To our justifying grace, where God converts us and saves us. To our sanctifying grace, where God grows us. As Paul says, work out your salvation with much fear and trembling. But know that it is God who is at work within us. That God is always the first actor in our salvation. Let me say that again, friends. God is always the first actor in our salvation. We are not the ones trying to make God love us, but in fact, it's quite the opposite. God loves us. It is our job to respond to it. Now, that said, we must have a response. You know, we got work to do. Paul says, work out your salvation. We got to do something. But it's God is at work within us. We can't pray for a hole and God give us a shovel and just sit there. We got to do a little something. But know that God is the one who gave us the shovel. And God is the one who gives us grace. Today's passage is one of the foundational concepts of this notion of provenient grace. All good gifts, y'all. All good gifts. All good gifts come from God. If it is in your life and it is good, it is God's gift to you. So, of course, when you think about provenient grace and this grace with the stuff of church, baptism, communion, and of course, y'all, of course we come into this place and we experience grace. If you come into this place and you can't be moved by the work of this choir and the work of our musicians, then like one of my professors used to say, if that didn't light your wood, your wood's wet. I mean, that's going to draw you to God, y'all. It's God reaching out to you. If you can't see the abundant joy in these children, or we, we, if you can't come to Wednesday Night Live, or better yet, Christ covered yesterday and see dozens of St. Matthew's folk going out all over the Jackson Metro taking food to those in need. And all of these good things in the rituals of the church and the stuff of the church, and the actions of the church. God is granting us grace, calling us to himself, saying, you are mine. You are mine. You are my beloved. I gave my life for you. I gave my son for you to draw you to myself. So yes, we are accustomed, y'all. We are accustomed to thinking of God's grace in the rituals of the church, in the life of the church. But James doesn't say this morning, all good gifts in the church are from God? He said, all good gifts. All good gifts. If it is in your life, 
then it is a good thing. If it is in in your life, and it gives you joy, if it is in your life, and it lifts up your vision just a little bit, y'all, just a little bit, if it is in your life, and it lifts up your eyes to the hills, from whence does your help come? Your help it cometh from the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Y'all, we can live our life looking at the ground. We can live our life looking at the problems. Y'all, there's a lot of stuff in life to be mad about. You don't believe me, just log on Facebook later. Somebody will tell you about it. There's always somebody somewhere mad about something. Okay? We can give in to that. Sure we can. Oh, goodness, y'all. Don't you realize how easy it is to give in to all that hatred and negativity in the world? In fact, here's what's great. Here's what's great about that hatred and negativity. Ooh, it can make us feel so good. Ooh, we, we can feel good. Can we better than them? Because you know we got a them we're better than. Ooh, we can just get mad at them and stew in it and keep us warm during the winter. Good stuff. But we're not made for that, y'all. And what that does is that turns our souls dark. And giving into the divisiveness and the hatred and the fussing and the fighting and all the stuff of this world, it may, it may even give us, it may even give us that momentary sense of rightness. That momentary sense of rightness. But we're told the day to lift up our eyes a little bit. Lift up our eyes a little bit. Lift up our eyes. And count those blessings. Count those victories. Count those joys. The laughter of your children or your grandchildren. The smile of a friend. The beauty of a choir. The joy of a sunrise. The blessedness of a warmed up Jimmy Dean sausage and biscuit. There's beauty all around, y'all, and grace abounds. Grace abounds, and all good things come from God, y'all. And all of these gifts, all of these blessings, all of these things, they are God's gifts of grace to us to draw us to himself over and over and over through every facet of life, through every part of life, through Scripture, through communion, through baptism, through His Word, through worship, through your friends, through your neighbors, through joy. God is drawing us to Himself over and over and over again saying, you are mine. You are my beloved. I gave my son for you. Will you respond? Will you come home? Will you know, will you know that you are loved? Y'all, it's not about me and you holding on to Jesus. It's about Jesus holding on to me and you. That's what it's about. Well, preacher, you say all that mess, but I've worked hard my entire life. And all these good gifts I got, I earned them. I worked hard. I deserve this. And yeah, y'all, hard work is a good thing. No doubt, 100%. Paul said, work out your salvation with unfair and trembling. That's exactly right. 
But who, who gave you the good health to work? Who, who gave you the gift of a good work ethic? Who gave you godly examples and parents and friends and neighbors and teachers to show you what that looks like? Who has blessed you with connections and jobs and work? So even, yes, of course we have a response to play in this, y'all. Of course we do. That's the way grace works. God reaches to us, but then grace empowers us to reach back. But the story of God's word and the story of life and the story of faith and the story of truth is that God is always the first actor. God is always the primary actor. And our life is not lived in a method to make God love us. But our life is lived as a response to God's love for us. All good gifts come from God, y'all. All good gifts come from God. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Y'all, in this Thanksgiving week, blessings abound. Grace abounds. So yes, yes, we can lower our eyes and look at every problem, y'all. And if you want to, we can find it. Goodness gracious, we can find stuff to complain about. We don't even have to look hard. It's there. We can find a billion things to complain about. Or we can realize, y'all, we've been given so very much. We've been given beauty and creation and church, and family, and Jesus. We've been given grace after grace after grace. Count your blessings, y'all. See what God is doing. May we know that all good gifts come from God. And even in difficult times or trying times or hurting times, may we understand that even now grace abounds. And all of these good things, they point us to the goodness, the salvation of our amazing and wonderful God. All good gifts come from above, y'all. May we be a thankful people. Let's pray.